This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at messy.fm. What's up guys, Arrow here, back with episode 2 of our second season of the Storm podcast. Hope everybody had a good week and a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll start things off with a Black Widow trailer that dropped this week. It was uh, a lot better than I was expecting, especially for it to be a prequel for her. Um, just a great trailer overall. Um, they got Florence Pugh, Rachel Wise, David Harbour, Scarlett Johansson, obviously. But uh, the action looks like it'll be a pretty solid movie. Uh, Florence Pugh plays Sis. David Harbour. I mean, just from the trailer, looks hilarious. I know people were already mad that they were fat shaming him, but come on now. It's <laughs> the world we live in today, right? But. Uh, he's a hell of an actor. Can't wait to see him in this movie. Um, he looked good in his suit. Uh, I do think that we'll see a, a big t- twist for Taskmaster. I've seen people think that it could potentially be Harper. I've seen people think that it, it could be Jeremy Renner. I don't see it being any of those. If anybody, I think we'll see a stupid twist and it'll be either Rachel Wise or Florence Pugh. I think uh, where they've been trying to cover as little of Rachel's character, that there's a pretty good chance that I'm right on that. But we'll see early next year. Um, I am looking forward to the movie. I like Florence, Rachel, and Scarlett. Um, David's one of my favorite actors overall. He... uh he kills it in Stranger Things. If you've never seen Stranger Things, it's one of my most recommended TV shows. The uh, the trailer can be found on our Facebook page. I shared it, I think it was Thursday this week. The A lot of people are worried about it because of the prequel. I, again, I don't really see why there's anything to be worried about. Um, I do think that they're going to have the Taskmaster twist, but I also think that there's going to be a another big, big uh, either reveal or something of that nature that, like the, we could see a mutant, um, uh, we could see that she actually is still alive, because if they're going to keep Gamora in it, I see them keeping Scarlet, I've seen that they've already potentially set up more Black Widow movies, but it all depends on how it does. I think it'll actually do better than Captain Marvel. Mostly because I haven't seen them running their mouths as much as they did about Captain Marvel and with how they changed the fight scene for Captain Marvel in Endgame. Um, But that's enough for that trailer until we, we get a little bit more about the movie and, uh, 
about the characters. I do want to know more about Taskmaster. I didn't like the design that much. I was kind of hoping for uh, a little bit more comic book-ish design. It looks good. The bow looked eh, but I'm, I'm hoping they make the, the character true to the pages, but we'll see next year. Uh, talk about the DC Universe streaming app. Um, they're actually starting to turn things around. Teen Titans, uh, or Titans if, if you want to go by their name on the show, is actually one of the best comic book TV shows. Uh, season 1 I was okay with, but Season 2 has been phenomenal. Uh, the girl that plays Donna Troy, heck of an actress. Britton Thwaites, uh, another great actor. They, uh, the cast all around, uh, Alan Richardson, uh, Minka Kelly, all of them, they're doing a heck of a job with what they have. And They brought Superboy into the season two. It's been a surprisingly good show. Um, I know... They ended up canceling a lot of the stuff they were planning on doing, but they, they've announced that there will be a Season 3. I am sad that, uh, from what I've read, that Donna Troy's character will not be coming back for the next season. I know that they've talked about bringing in more Titans or dropping some Titans. Uh, this season was Deathstroke Heavy and his daughter, and they did a solid job writing that. Uh, the guy that played Deathstroke, I kind of wish it still was Manu Bennett, but I know he's had troubles with the law and drinking, but the actor they got, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, was pretty solid overall. He he was good at not showing emotion in scenes, and the uh, fight sequences in this show are a lot better than most fight sequences in TV shows like this. Especially for them to not really be backing. They're not sure if they want to back this app is what it feels like with the way that they've not really announced anything other than Titans because they keep canceling shows. They canceled uh, Swamp Thing, which actually was pretty good from what I've watched. I was kind of hoping we would see more. Especially if they've already got the cast lined up like they have. Um, there's also an animated TV show on there now called Harley Quinn. Um, it's Harley Quinn wanting to, to branch out from the Joker. It has been good and bad, I guess would be my review. <laughs> they uh, got Kaylee Cuoco from The Big Bang Theory as Harley Quinn. Her voice is pretty annoying at times on here, but uh, the actress that portrays Poison Ivy's done good. The Joker is always good, and I just feel the writing is a little bit eh for the show, but it's solid animation, and I look forward to seeing where they go with it. I, I do think it'll actually be pretty decent down the line. It's I wish they would have got the... Uh, uh, Tara Strong, I think is her name, for Harley Quinn. That would have been cool, but Kaylee Cuoco's doing a okay job for now. Uh, I'm not trying to knock her or anything. I just Her voice isn't Harley Quinn to me, but they've done a, a couple very pop culture things like doing the floss dance. It's been uh, pretty random, but 
all in all, it's been a solid show. The the app, I would have to say, wasn't worth the money until season two of Titans and the current season of Harley Quinn, which is going on right now. I think it comes out every Friday. Uh, Titans just hit the season finale last week. It was very sad and at the same time very good. The fight scenes were awesome. The the way that they've brought Bruce Wayne in as Ian Glenn has been better than I expected. I didn't think he would be that good of an older Bruce Wayne, but he has that that Bruce Wayne swagger, and it's been, again, better than I would have thought he would have been just seeing him from Game of Thrones and a couple other things. But the next we got official Crisis trailer. Uh, mentally, I'm not ready for it. It's uh, it's gonna be pretty heartbreaking seeing uh, the last couple episodes with Stephen Amell as Green Arrow. I know they said they're potentially leaving room for him to come back, and they've already talked about the spinoff with Catherine McNamara. But I don't think I can uh, lose my favorite show that I've built my channel, I've built my my Xbox, everything around Green Arrow since I was little, and I even named my son Oliver, but. It's uh, the trailer looks good so far. Um, it looks like they're gonna do three episodes before we go into the official winter break, and then the back two episodes will be the uh, right after the winter break. I believe it goes Supergirl, Batwoman, and Flash, and then Arrow and Legends will be what we get after the break. There are only two episodes left of Arrow after you count the crossover episode. So we only got two more episodes after this big event with uh, the Green Arrow cast. It should be interesting to see if he really does die and they what they're going to do with uh, the show for the last two episodes. I was worried they were going to mess around with the show like they did Gotham and just randomly close up some storylines that they started and then had to rush because they're doing such a short season honestly they haven't done that at all this season is what I feel like this has been some of the best writing they've had some of the best acting from the entire cast uh, Lila uh, Audrey Mary Anderson I believe is her name has done a phenomenal job with she hasn't been on the show a whole lot to be a main character's wife and Argus boss now, but she's done a heck of a job with her role. David Ramsey's always good. Uh, Steven's always good. Colton's been in this season a little bit, and it's nice to see him. He, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but they uh, they pulled an iconic comic book scene. I loved it. They, uh, I hope to see him in the last couple episodes. Um, Batwoman, again, I really do wish they would recast Batwoman herself and then keep the rest of the show. Uh, the writing is still good. Rachel Scarston is killing it as Alice. They, uh, Batwoman might be in the top three shows now. I, I do think it might have passed Flash for me. But Flash is, uh, it's still kicking. Um, they got a guy from Heroes 
and I can't think of his name right now as the villain for this season. And he's done a good job. I just feel like they're going to... The way that they've been writing is very Arrow Season 3 and 4-ish. And if I had to say any negatives about Arrow, it'd be Season 3 and Season 4. 5 and 6 and 7 and this season have all been good to me. But 3 and 4 were the hardest seasons for me to watch. 4 was honestly the worst. Um, Flash has... Greg Gustin is a heck of an actor, heck of a singer. They, I mean, I'm sure they're going to do another singing episode this year. It wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all, especially with the talent of the overall cast. Like all of them can sing. Um, but I just feel like the writing has went so far downhill for the show that they're they're pushing Iris and Barry as a as the Flash more than they are Barry Allen as the Flash, and then the team around him like Arrow. And I get that you have to you have to make your show stand out and be different from the other comic book shows that are there. I just think the way they're doing it is too CW-ish. I know CW has to to play to the teens, the the females, because they they cater a lot of their shows to them. That's why Arrow was struggling season three, the Razagul season with. Well, just the way they forced Felicity down everybody's throat. And season four, it didn't help any more than they got married and so on. They, uh, back to the Crisis trailer. It does look like the each individual show lead is prepared to give themselves up for the Crisis event. Uh, Supergirl's been struggling view-wise. I'm interested to see if they do anything to help her. I know they're they're talking about a Superman and Lois Lane show. I, w- I want to see how they'll come out of that with with Clark. Um, Tyler Hoechlin's doing a heck of a job with the character. I haven't seen him in a little bit, so seeing him in a crossover will be very nice. Uh, I know that girl that plays Lena Rose, I believe, said that she is in the crossover and she's very excited to be in it it'll be interesting to see how they implement her with everything that's went on and knowing that they've brought Lex back for the crisis event so and they're wanting to say that Lex is going to be a hero and there's a lot of things that could and couldn't happen in this crisis and I know a lot of people are upset there's not more characters but come on now it's the CW has built their universe. DC didn't actually want to connect them, but it seems like the Titans are going to be in the crossover, and there was rumors that there could be some other characters either shown or mentioned, name drop from the movies, but we'll see if that actually happens. I, I hope it does, but I doubt it will. Um, the... Let's see. There's a video game award show coming in five days from now and there's a rumor that we'll see Batman Legacy announced Arkham Legacy the Arkham franchise is a franchise that I've loved all the games that have come out for it and they've done great writing for those games I really wish Marvel would uh, take that and learn from it but it don't seem like they're going to the award show there's a very good chance we do get Arkham Legacy announced because it's been rumored that it was supposed to be announced two different other times. 
I hope it gets announced and we get a release date or at least a game trailer. That's something to look forward to. If there is a game trailer, it, you can see it on our page. I will share it. Um, I was told that some people want to see me do uh, live reactions. I don't know if that'll happen, but I will be leaving a review on what I've seen in the trailer. It's uh, I haven't seen anything other than just the rumors that it could be announced and that it's going to be the Batman family more than just Batman this time. So we could see multiple Robins and a lot of different upgrade trees, costumes, and if it is coming soon, it'll be a game that I will be playing on stream. I plan to play through the entire Arkham franchise soon. Um, a lot of people are getting tired of the uh, the Pokemon shiny hunts, which leads me to my next uh, little rant. I've uh, been shiny hunting for about two weeks or a week and a half, and I'm over... 5,800, so close to 6,000 attempts on one Pokemon. I still haven't caught my first shiny for Pokemon and Shield, and it's just killed the uh, tribe to continue playing on stream and recording. So I will probably be moving on to another game. Uh, my Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash dcarrow3. Uh, so far we've played NCAA 14, we've started a French a dynasty mode with the University of Tennessee, we're recruiting players and it's been pretty fun, the viewers that actually tuned in were pretty fun to deal with, they uh, said it was refreshing to see a college football game rather than your normal Madden spam and the current era garbage that EA's been releasing as football and basketball games, but um, we've also played Destiny, which Stormlock has officially started streaming. I believe his is twitch.tv slash st0rml0ck, Stormlock with two zeros instead of O's, and we've been playing a little bit of comp on Destiny. It turned out a lot better than we expected, and thank you for the... the our main viewer, J-Town Gaming, who sat in the chat, I think, all three hours, and we had a pretty pretty chill stream. It was pretty fun overall. Um, we probably will be streaming a lot of Destiny with new content coming this coming Tuesday on the... Uh, the that's the 11th, I think, or the 12th, one or the other. Um, we're going to probably start streaming... Fortnite again a little more often at the beginning of next season because right now we're kind of in a dead zone. We've both completed our battle pass and we've both completed the challenges we need done. And we're hoping to get more duo content rather than squads and solos because Epic refuses to give us a duos arena. Um, the next game I think we were looking at would probably be Fallen Order. I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but I've uh, I've watched a couple reviews and the game looks phenomenal. Um, it's the only EA Star Wars game that I'm really interested in. It's the only Star Wars game that I'm really interested in, but it's uh, we'll probably be streaming that again right after Christmas because I'm waiting to see if my wife gets it for me or someone else gets it for me for Christmas. If they do, I'll be 
streaming that for the first couple. I'll, I'll probably wait until the new year, and then we'll do a full playthrough over about six or seven days on stream. And then uh, we're going to start doing our fundraisers on Twitch. January 1st will be the, um, the start. I do have the t-shirt design in, and it will be released January 1st. We might tease it closer to Christmas. I am very happy with the design. I probably will give away two or three shirts on stream, so that way I'm not... You all aren't the only one putting money into this. I, I'm going to pay for the shirts. I'm going to also match whatever the donation total is. Um, my good friend Jason that I told you about autographs, he will be on the podcast sometime soon. Um, he's the one that's most likely going to be choosing the charity because I trust him with that more than most. Um, the Let's see. All the money will be going to the charity. I will be taking none of it. The uh, hoodies are going to be a little bit lower price now. I... I believe they were forty nine ninety nine. I think I've dropped them to either thirty nine ninety nine or thirty five ninety nine because I found a different brand that's a little bit cheaper on the uh, print cost. Because the ones that they had on there were the like three D print, so it was quite a bit more expensive than I would have liked it to be for just a a simple hoodie for a fundraiser rather than high. High quality hoodies. Uh, the let's see, long sleeve shirts I think are down to twenty, and the t-shirts are twenty also. The the long sleeve shirts might be twenty five, and the t-shirts are twenty. Um, we were gonna do a hat, but it's looking like the hats would have to be like twenty five ninety nine or twenty nine ninety nine, and I feel like that's a little bit too expensive for a merchandise for just a, a gamer and uh a podcast but we will give some of those away to podcast uh listeners also so that way everybody has a chance on the channel and i believe there's socks on there they're 9.99 i think and we have one other shirt design that is gonna stay on the the merch store 24 7 it is the the aerostorm logo and I plan on putting the podcast in anybody that supports. If you have a store or a channel or anything like that, if you want to support us, just message me and you will get put on the back of the shirt. Even if you don't have a channel or anything, you just want to say that you were a donor or a supporter and want it on the back of the shirt, I will gladly throw it on there. I just need uh, the information. And for the autograph tip of the week... I know a lot of people wonder what ink color to use and what's the best markers. Um, as far as markers go, as Sharpies and stuff, I use a Deco. Um, I know blue is the preferred ink. Um, black fades a lot quicker. I've had a lot of stuff that's faded that faded quick too, um, especially if you leave them out side of the binders that I mentioned last week or outside of anything with a lot of light it's going to fade your ink a lot quicker um, plus there's such a high chance of a dark spot autograph whenever you use black ink like that 
even at comic book conventions, if you're going to a convention and you choose a photo that has a, a decently dark area and the person you really want, you pay the money to get their autograph that way, there's still a good chance they'll sign dark ink in that dark area and you just won't see the autograph. My arrow poster that I worked on for so long, I have all the villains, I, all the main bad guys from all seasons. I got all excited. I've seen the last one. Matt Nabel that played Ra's al Ghul. He uh, didn't seem to care where he signed. He said, where do you want? I pointed to the top area where there's a good area for him to sign. He signed right in the middle of the darkest area with a black ink. And you cannot see it at all. So if I ever see him do another convention, I plan to try to get him to sign in silver somewhere else. Or at this point, go over his own name. It'd be the only way I bring my poster out so that way I can finish the entire cast again. I don't see it happening because uh, I haven't seen his name at a convention in four years, except for I believe he did an Australia convention. Um, the prices that I want to talk about, I would say look anywhere but eBay um, if it looks like it's a cheap autograph. It's most likely too good to be true. Um, if you have any questions about prices, message me. Um, I have a lot of friends that are in the, the autograph community that could definitely help. Um, I believe Jason is on the page, has liked the page. Feel free to uh, message him and he'll get back to you sometime if you have any questions about prices or autographs either. Uh, we will have him on the podcast, hopefully within the first of the year he will do a couple different segments we'll talk about movies couple different autograph any questions you have feel free to pm me that you want to hear on the podcast and uh, we'll get him to him and he'll be uh, talking about some of his favorite comic books and stuff so it'll be a fun podcast once we get him on here um, the next thing disney has officially opened the rise of the resistance ride I'm really hoping to get down there at the beginning of the year, close to my birthday. But I've had a couple friends that have gotten to go down there and ride the... Uh, an exact quote from them is this the best ride that Disney or any any other theme park could ever have. They said it's pretty much a four-part ride. I know that there's been some YouTube videos come up on there. I haven't watched them. I'll, I do want to experience it for myself. But what my friends have said is you start out in a resistance bunker and you walk into a room that's kind of like a ship and then that that room is like you're in a ship that flies you to getting captured by a destroyer and then they take you into a hallway where you're in line for your next one but there's a bunch of stormtroopers and everything you're actually in a uh empire ship and they said that it looks insane then it goes from there to like a uh, what do they call it 4d simulator ride where and then the very last room is kind of like a flight simulator is the fourth part and they said that it's just the most fun that they've had at a, on a disney ride and it's the most it's like you're actually in a star wars movie by yourself there are two different outcomes to the uh or two different Ways to go through the uh, ride is what I was told because 
Uh, I had one friend tell me one thing and another tell me the other, but she wrote it multiple times to see if she could get both of them. She said as far as she knows, that it isn't really a way that can guarantee which one you get, so you would have to write it multiple times. If you're lucky, you'll get it on your first time, but I don't have that kind of luck, so I know it'll end up being a uh, couple different attempts for me, but I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, the big negative of the week... We, uh, me and Stormlock bought Halo Master Chief Collection, and I know that there was a rumor that none of the games other than Halo Reach would be announced release date. I didn't think it would be potentially a long wait, and the game does look pretty clear. There is some crouching issues. There are some bugs that shouldn't be on the PC version right now, but there are... Um, I would say to hold off on getting it until more content comes out. Because right now the only multiplayer that's on there is Halo Reach. I absolutely hate Halo Reach. Uh, we're going to finish the podcast this week with a top 10. It's the top 10 movies, worst movies of 2019. Um, we'll start with number 10, Glass. Uh, Bruce Willis, Sam Jackson... It's not as much that the movie was terrible, but the fact that the the way they ended that franchise is very upsetting. Um, I felt like that shouldn't have been the way that they ended the movie or the franchise. And they just leave you... It's very M. Night, but they leave you questioning a lot of things and wondering what the heck's going on. I do think if the ending was a little bit better, it would have been a great movie for me. I uh, didn't hate it. I just thought it it could have had a better uh, better ending. The number nine polar with Mods Mickelson. Uh, it was a very weird movie. Uh, Mods plays a former assassin that was uh, Vanessa Hudgens. He found her. Ended up caring for her and she ends up being captured by Catherine Winnick and a couple other people and he ends up going John Wick it's basically a John Wick knockoff with Maud Mickelson that in the end the twist is Maud Mickelson and Vanessa Hutchins were connected some other way that he didn't expect but she knew and it is it was a very disappointing twist and I feel like they could have done a better job with it. Uh, let's see. Number eight was uh, Men in Black. And it wasn't as much that the the movie was terrible. Again, it just... It wasn't as good as the, the remakes or the, the originals. I don't know why they decided to spin off the not spin-off, but remake the franchise. Uh, Tessa and Chris Hemsworth have a great chemistry. They're uh, they're hilarious together. I do think that it had potential. I just think that the writing wasn't quite as good as it uh, could have been. The uh, seeing Liam Neeson in there was nice. Um, I know that there's a rumor that Will Smith and uh, 
Tommy Lee could be coming back for the next movie or another movie. Number seven is uh, 47 Meters Down Uncaged. All in all, it was just a part two to a movie that shouldn't have been made. It was not a very good movie. They, uh, They definitely could have done better. Um, number six is Domino with uh, from Game of Thrones, Jamie Lannister. A lot of people didn't like this movie. I've actually heard that this is top two, top three worst movie of 2019 to a lot of people. A lot of people that have didn't see it and then went and bought it at Walmart and ended up hating it so much that they couldn't believe it. Uh, number I think we're at six. I'm struggling with the number because I'm trying to delete everything at the same time. But uh, we got Anna, the third or fourth movie this year that's Atomic Blonde, John Wickish. But the actress that played the lead wasn't a terrible actress. The action scenes were decent. But you can only do this kind of movie so many times and this year we've seen three or four different ones we had Jennifer Lawrence play one Uh, Atomic Blonde started this not originally no but it's been since Atomic Blonde came out we had like four more movies come out back to back and Anna's just another one that follows that sequence it was it wasn't terrible again but it, it just wasn't that great of a movie um we're down to top five, top four actually. I think is what it is now because we got Rambo: Last Blood. It seemed like a very unnecessary movie after watching it. I I wasn't a big fan of hearing that they were making another one, and I know Sylvester Stallone is a hell of an actor, Rocky and. The Rainbow franchise, just this movie seemed more of a letdown than anything. Uh, it seemed like a taken knockoff. Like they just took the, the the writing and threw Rambo in there to kill people. Um, my top three movies, again, this is all personal preference and what I, personal opinions. Number three was Hellboy with David Harbour. It's very hard for me to to rank him in the worst of anything because David Harbour is one of my favorite actors. It just seemed like they threw a story together and tried to make it how they wanted to make it. I know Harbour said that Marvel was very controlling with the entire situation, but the... uh, I'm not a big fan of Mila that played the the villain, but all in all, it was a very dark movie, but at the same time, I don't feel like the the cast even really wanted to be part of it. If Marvel had as big an issue with it as the way Harbor sounded in the interview or the write-ups that I've seen, I could see where the cast would be very eh on the entire movie. Number two is Godzilla. Uh, they had a great cast, and 
to follow up the last Godzilla movie, I figured it would be a very solid movie. It seemed like they cared more about the actual human characters than starting to build up Godzilla. Because next, I believe the end of next year or early 2021, we get Godzilla vs. King Kong. Um, we did get to see Mothra and uh, Ghidorah. But the just the battle scenes, the everything just seemed... The animation and the uh, special effects and everything was very good, but the writing was very poor. Uh, it seems to be a very common case this year. Uh, Charlie's Angels is another that's writing was just very poor. Uh, number one, mostly because I was let down with how they did the last movie for this current franchise would be Dark Phoenix. I really hoped that they would send it out with a uh, a great bang, but it was very, very depressing to see. Uh, they start out with your normal Jean Grey story, and then they end up killing Mystique. They ended up uh, making Magneto look like a wimp, which that's one of my favorite characters. Uh, all in all, I feel like they, they could have done either a different story and done it better, or I feel like the writing should have been a lot better for that particular script. But I feel like the with what Disney's about to do with X-Men, we'll see different stories. I do think that there's a chance that we may see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine again. I doubt it, but I think I've read Daniel Radcliffe, so Harry Potter, Taron Egerton, and uh, one of the Hemsworths, and uh, Scott Eastwood are the four that I've read that have been rumored as a chance to play Logan. Out of those four, Egerton would be my choice. I'm not a fan of all four of those for the cast, but the X-Men should be a big part of post-Phase 4. I don't think we'll see anything Phase 4 X-Men related or even Fantastic Four. I hope we, we see him sooner than later, but I just don't see it happening. Um, a quick recap of everything from the week we stream seven days a week until christmas and then we'll go back to either three or four days um, right now we're doing the weekends we do about a two to three hour stream the weekdays we're doing about an hour to an hour and 30 i think anthony is going to start streaming for about an hour an hour and 30 minutes during the week also the uh destiny will be on anthony's channel and on mine it'll be a numerous amount of games until we get a consistent um, favorite on the channel of what you all want to see and then we'll start narrowing it down to two or three different games maybe even one game the we got Jumanji coming out this coming Friday which we'll I'll have a review on next week's podcast and then the following week is Star Wars we have obviously Christmas the next week after Five days after uh, Star Wars. And 
the uh, Pokemon. I don't know how much longer we'll stream it, but it'll continue being a big part of the stream for now. And if you have any other questions or if there's anything else you want to see content-wise, feel free to message me or Jackson Concade on Facebook. And again, we should have uh, some more content coming soon. Thank you, and hope you have a great weekend.